Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Worry, It's Confidential. I hope everyone's having a beautiful week so far. I realized after releasing last week's episode that I didn't really introduce myself again in case there was new listeners. I mean, if you want to hear the whole story of who I am, of why I started the podcast, my idea for it, all that, just go back to the first episode. It's short, it's sweet, and you'll really get the lowdown on what we're all about here. But I'll do a little brief hello to any new listeners. I'm so happy that you're here. My name is Nakena and I'm a social worker. I'm a therapist and I've been doing this podcast for like a year. I just got a Snapchat memory of me recording my first episodes and I released in June, but I, I guess I was already keen and recording this early on (laughs) but yeah here on the pod we just talk about everything in life mental health life journeys a little bit of everything dating relationships pressure anxiety everything everything you can mention because it all plays a role in how we feel about life and how we're doing in life so if we can learn from each other then why the heck not weekly updates i am feeling good i'm a little bit under the weather i don't know if you can hear my sore throat but you know i guess that's normal because the weather here is changing and i decided to wear a dress last weekend when it was not dress weather so maybe like that happened i don't know i'm yesterday i was snowed on last weekend i was wearing a dress i don't really know this is Canada for you. But overall, I'm doing pretty good still. Let's see something I can tell you. Oh, to keep on our bird theme, because <laughs> last week's intro, I talked about a bird. We actually have a bird that continually sits outside our window in our kitchen and just rams into the window. And we thought for the first day we felt so bad. We were like, oh my God, we need to get those stickers. Like what's going on? But then we realized it's not like a lot of birds are having this problem. It's just this one bird that like loves our window and has been there for now i think five days just constantly going at it we tried to close the window turn off the lights or like close the blinds turn off the lights do different things yell at it (laughs) nothing so if anyone's a bird expert out there and has any tips or understands what's going on in this bird's mind that it continues to try and get inside please dm me Okay, this episode. I'm so excited. This is a family member. We love family here on Don't Worry It's Confidential and first guest that doesn't live in Canada, I guess. I don't know if that's right, but I think so. And we talk all about her life journey, about switching things up for herself, switching up her life path and making pretty big choices that influence her whole direction. She talks about how those times of making those decisions were tough and testing and the challenges she went through with her family and with herself Uh, but she also talks about how she's found so much peace in being able to make these decisions and learn so much in all of these aspects of her journey I definitely learned a lot from her I always learn a lot from her when we talk and this is super important to think about because sometimes we can feel stuck we can feel like we only have one choice and we have to just keep grinding through it but the truth is there are so many different choices so just look out for what aspects of this resonate with you and and reflect on is there something that you want to change in your life and it doesn't have to be as dramatic or big as as maybe what she's describing but maybe hearing her story will inspire you to make those small changes and, and start questioning and giving yourself permission to question what your life is looking like and we also talk a little bit about astrology In the end, we have uh, a little section where she shares her knowledge on astrology. This is something that just really helped her throughout her journey and has helped her understand herself, understand others, and heal and grow. And... I find it personally so interesting. I love learning about it when she tells me. And so uh, hopefully you all do as well and take something from it. I think even if you're skeptical about things, there's still stuff that you can take from anything really. So hopefully when you listen to this, it has some value. Okay, I hope that you all have a beautiful day and enjoy the episode so much. As always, please, please, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Guys, it takes two seconds, two freaking seconds and you make my day i obviously read all of the reviews and it means so much and makes me want to keep going and 
and on Spotify, you can also rate as well. Again, another two seconds. And follow me on Instagram at Don't Worry It's Confidential. DM me if you have any questions or letting me know what you think of the episode and share this episode with a friend. Maybe you have a friend who's questioning certain things or maybe they're not questioning enough and you want to send them a subtle hint. (laughs) Send them this episode. Um, I really, really appreciate when you all do that. As always, love you all and enjoy. This guest is someone who I've always looked up to. I've known her my whole life and she's gone from being my cool older cousin to someone I consider my close friend. We share the same fiery energy and her humor, warmth and open-mindedness is something very special. Welcome to the podcast. Mm, That's so nice. Thank you so much for inviting me. I love yes. it. I'm so happy you're here and I'm so happy that you're speaking in English. This is very strange yes. for us, everybody, because we never speak in English. So I might it's develop so an accent. She might develop an accent. Who knows? <laughs> I might say some words in Spanish. You never know. Yeah, you never know what will happen. Keep it um, interesting. Yes, always. Okay. So the get to know you questions. Okay. What word do people use most when describing you? Hmm. It depends who. But uh, like my friends think I'm quite fiery and or passionate and yeah, that I don't take shit from no one. (laughs) (laughs) That That is kind of like more what my friends think of me and what I think of myself as well. Fiery. Yeah. So the people who really know you. Yeah. Okay. What character on the office US do you think that you are? (laughs) Oh my God. That is hard. I think Michael Scott, a bit of Michael Scott, definitely. When he says like, uh, I think he has a, like a phrase or something. I really want to like people. Like I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I want don't... people to love me or something yeah. like that. And to be afraid of how much they afraid love of you. how much they love me. <laughs> yes, that is something I would say. Yeah. Uh, and I remember when I when I heard that, I was like, oh my god, I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely a bit of him, a bit of Jim as well. Yeah, I think mainly those ones. I agree, actually. Okay, <laughs> third one. If you were an ice cream flavor, what would you be? Mm, that is weird. <laughs> mm, I think I would be chocolate. Just plain chocolate? Yeah, like like dark chocolate. Mm. Like dark chocolate? Definitely. It is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, like the intense, you know, the richness. I don't know. It's something that everybody like adores. And uh, yeah, and I love chocolate. So I definitely chocolate. I love it. Amazing. Okay. Are you ready to get into the topic? Yes. Let's start this. Yes. Okay. So today we're talking about your experience switching your life path. You'll hear the details of her story soon, but I thought it would be really important to talk about this, to have an episode dedicated to this, because I think a lot of the time we have this idea that we need to be living life in a very linear trajectory and kind of doing things in a very specific way, where whether it is career or just any aspect of life. And I think that more and more we're seeing that there's different options for that. And I think hearing other people's stories where they've questioned that, where they've changed is very inspiring and allows you to kind of have that reflection within yourself as well and be able to allow yourself to potentially explore new opportunities and find paths that feel most aligned with us. So I'm excited to hear your story Uh, again, even though I know it, but I want to hear the details of it. I'm excited for everybody else to hear it. So why don't we start there having you just go back a little bit and explaining your story, starting like where you studied and what you studied and how it went to where you are now. So so at uni, I studied advertising and public relations there for years. When I finished, I always wanted to do like an exchange experience during uni and I didn't end up, ended up doing that. So once I finished uni, I went to New York and I lived there for six months in New York. And one of those six months, I went to Canada, to Toronto to visit you guys. So yeah, so I went six months to New York and then I came back to Buenos Aires and I started working in a packaging design company as an account executive. So working from like what I had studied, you know, Mm -hmm. and I worked there like dealing with clients, you know, being kind of the middle person between the client and the designer. Mm -hmm. And I did that for two years, which was a great experience. But after two years, I was like, this is not really what I love to do 
And I've, I've always loved musical theater ever since I was like really young. I used to act as well and do musical theater at school. And I always loved that. And I had one of my best friends that uh, she had a musical theater school. And I always used to help her, like doing different shows and everything in backstage and in, per, in per general production of the shows, but just like helping her out. And after those two years in this packaging company, I was like thinking about what I wanted to do with my life. And I was like, I really want to do something I'm passionate about and not just work in this because I studied this. And I spoke with my friend and she was like, I really want you to be the producer of the musical theater school and for us to work together. So I quit my job and I started working with her, but it wasn't a normal kind of job. It wasn't like a nine to five job in an office. You know, I used to work from home anytime during the night. So I kind of felt from my family side, from, from my mother and, and her husband, it was like, I didn't have like a normal kind of job and it was different times and everything. And it was very hard, I think, for them to understand that I was working kind of like that, you know, and it wasn't like a conventional kind of job, but I loved it. And it was very intense. And we were both, we are both, me and my friend, very intense and we love what we do. So we used to work like crazy times at night and be speaking all the time and just like constantly working. And we ended up doing five musicals at the end of the year, different age groups. And so I did that for one year with her. And after doing that whole experience with her I was like I really want to do I was 25 I was like I really want to do I really want to go to I don't know New York I had already been so I was like I want to go to London and I have European passport and I was like I want to go to London and try my luck there in production and see uh, how it goes I just made the decision I, had, I didn't really think about it much. I was like I just <laughs> I'm just going to go. And I didn't have anything. Like, I didn't have a job. I didn't know anyone. I just had one friend of mine that I had met in Argentina that he was kind of pushing me to go to London. And I ended up going. I just, like, booked a one-way ticket to London. <laughs> and uh, and it was crazy. I remember telling my mom, telling my father, telling my whole family, I'm like, I'm leaving and I'm going to London and try my luck with my savings. And so I got there. I remember I got there to an apartment. It was freezing cold. It was January and it was very, very cold. And I arrived in an, in an apartment. I used to live in a house share with different girls. Like I used to live, I think, with four other girls and myself. Tiny. And I had a, like a tiny little room. And I was like, what have I just done? Like I remember getting there and being like, what have I just done I just left my whole life in Buenos Aires and came to a completely different country and I just know one person here one friend but it was like the best decision ever and I grew so much and I became like the woman I am today now you know it's very challenging to be in a different culture speaking English all the time everything it's different and just like getting used to it and then building your whole life there you know and having friends there and then when I left London it was also hard to leave London because I had already so many friends and like work and everything and it was hard leaving as well Uh, so I don't know if that's okay Uh, more information (laughs) now do you want to get to no no it's okay we can we can take it step by step so I mean I think there's so much there already I think it's it's so amazing to hear back and I remember you making these decisions but it was for me it was like oh that's so cool that's so amazing but it's it's a lot to think about like being in your position deciding to make that move and and I think like at the age I'm like you were my age essentially when you Mm -hmm. decided to make that change And I think being at this age, you kind of feel like you have to either decide to like make a path here and stick with that. Or if you want to make a decision, like switching paths, it feels very overwhelming and you feel those like pressures coming in from anyone, everyone. Yeah. You mentioned the kind of questions or not understanding from your mom and her husband's side of when you first started the job in production and in musical theater and having not a regular nine to five, I guess I just wanted to ask before we move on to the rest of the story, how did you deal with that? How did you deal with those questions and the not really understanding how hard you were working when you were? I think it's, yeah, I think it was very frustrating also because it wasn't maybe like a job that they were paying me a lot of money. You know, there were a lot of things, 
but it was something that I loved to do. And I was working my ass off for that job. And it was very frustrating. And I think also one, I used to live at that age with them still in the house. And it was a very hard dynamic, you know, and I, I had a kind of a very hard time also because my mother's husband doesn't have any kids. So it's very different. You know, he comes from a different culture as well. You know, he has, he has to adapt to living with kind of grownups now, you know, mm-hmm. and then like I was a grownup. So it was like, I think it was very hard in that sense of a, I didn't really feel they were understanding me and like my job and what I was doing. And that was kind of also something that also pushed me to go to London and make that like move. I think it was everything, you know, from the bad or from the hard times that we go in life, sometimes the best things come out after, you know, and like Mm -hmm. the best decisions come from those kind of moments that push us to kind of the limit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Needing that space and needing to be surrounded by people who understood you and who were interested in the same thing pushed you to making that decision. Also, when you travel and you go to a different place, you're a different country. You can be whoever you want. You know, Mm -hmm. nobody knows you. Nobody knows where you come from. In Buenos Aires, I felt I was being pushed in a lot of different directions. You know, just being there for my mother, from, from different people, my grandparents, just like I felt I was being pushed a lot for the other people or doing things for other people and not really focused on myself and my journey. So I think that when I went to London, it was a moment that it was completely, you know, be by yourself, like Mm -hmm. be far away from all of your family and everything and kind of like choose your path and choose the person you want to become, you know, like and uh, get to know yourself more and how you are in a different dynamic and being outside of your comfort zone, but also feeling even more comfortable. I even felt more comfortable being outside the people I know and being with people I don't know than like being in the environment maybe that I'm more used to because they already know you, they already have an idea of who you are and uh, who you've been and a lot of times we change a lot in life and we are not just that thing that your family or your close friends see you as maybe, you know? Yeah, I think that's that's so true. Like that sort of being put in a, a box or being understood in a certain way. Yeah. And, and for a while you were like living up to yeah. that, you got that job that you were living the regular sort of life and going in the direction that was like in alignment with what you studied and everything. And so everybody's idea of who you were going to be was being confirmed. And when you started to question that people got uncomfortable and you needed that space. And I think that space can be taken kind of literally like how you went and you actually left, or it can also just be like taking space from other people's opinions and yeah. getting some sort of face by yourself for a little bit. Yes. And, and getting to know myself as well in a different environment and how I interact with other people. Yeah. So let's kind of go to that, that stage. You're in London and you've got a job yeah. in the field that you wanted to work in. Tell us a little bit about your experience in London, maybe some of the biggest lessons and learnings that you went through in that time. Yes. Well, at the beginning, it was quite hard because I got there and I didn't have a job and I started working as a waitress in a kind of an events company. And then I used to work also as a babysitter, taking care of kids because I love kids. And but I did that for like almost, I don't know, five or six months before I got like a job job, you know, Mm -hmm. the job I I ended up getting. But it was really hard because I was applying and applying like crazy. And I even went to I remember going to like interviews and not getting the job or getting like to be me and another person and not getting the job and and it was very like I'm never gonna get a job I, I, I used to think like I'm never gonna get a job in the thing I like and I remember one day in the pub with my friends telling them I think I'm gonna have to go back to Argentina it was already five months living there and I wasn't getting a job in the area I wanted to work in and my friends were like no you have to give it time it's gonna happen it's gonna happen it's gonna happen you have to give it time persevere persevere and I was yeah. like I don't know I can keep on doing this And uh, also like being a waitress and those kind of events were really long hours, like being standing up the whole time, you know, it was very tiring as well. So then I went to visit my sister that was in Calais in France uh, with her boyfriend of of the time. And when I went to visit her, I had applied to a job that is a school, an acting school. And I got an email asking to go to the interview. I went to the interview. 
And we really hit it off with my then boss. <laughs> and he was like, you were asking me so many questions. You were asking me more questions than I was asking you. And I was like, yes, I was very like engaging. And when I really like something, I get very like excited and I ask a lot of questions about it. So yes, yeah, so they, I think they got like 200 applicants. Mm -hmm. 11 people went for the interview and I got the job. So I ended up there working for like four years and a half. And it was great. I learned so much and it was such a small school. So we had to do everything ourselves. It was challenging at times and it was a great experience. I loved it. And there I got to become friends with a lot of people, the, the girls that I moved into the first house that I'm still friends with. And then I used to go to the gym. I became really close friends with a Spanish girl two Spanish girls and an Argentinian girl. Then I became friend. I moved to a different house and really became friends. So I had friends all over the place in London, really close friends. Mm -hmm. um, so then afterwards, when I had to leave, it was kind of hard as well, leaving all of that that I had built. You know, it yeah. was kind of a very hard decision as well to make. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I think it's so important that you kind of clarified and talked about those beginning six, five or six months that were so yeah, difficult and hard. challenging, yeah. because I think sometimes when you hear these stories, you think, okay, like they found it so easily, they got on their feet no. so easily. And hearing like those moments where you thought maybe I have to go back, like is something that we've all felt when we've gotten those rejections. And when you're getting rejections, like a couple of weeks can feel like a year because it's just so draining. So I think that's super important. But yeah, let's talk a little bit about that decision to leave because it sounds like you had this wonderful life and this wonderful network of friends and a great job and all this going, but then you decided to leave. So how did you make that decision? It was a lot of things, I think, but uh, I had like a hormonal imbalance mm -hmm. in my body and that really affected, uh, I think, my mental health. And I wasn't like happy, you know, I was really, really sad. I don't know if I was depressed, if you would say depressed, but I was really sad and, you know, but it, it was hard because I remember my friends being, my friends from over there being like, no, no, you're not depressed. If you're still going to the gym, you know, and I was like, I, because I have to, because I can't not go to the gym. I need the gym to be okay with my mind, you know, yeah. and like for my mental health, I need to go to the gym. That was actually the first time I felt that way and as sad as I felt and as lonely when you're in London sometimes when you are okay and happy it's great and when you're feeling low it's really hard you know mm -hmm. I think people over there are a bit colder you know and a bit standoffish and very much focused in in themselves you know like in in doing great and like being successful and you know that that whole side and not so much maybe the emotional side and I wasn't that I, I was like in automatic you know I was like non-stop working and gym five times a, a week after work and cycling everywhere and I, like never stopping never stopping going out every weekend so I was like kind of like that as well, nonstop vibe. And once I had this hormonal imbalance, I started feeling bad. I started getting pimples. Um, I started feeling more like angry as well. I started like getting angry with my friends and, and different things like that. And it was like a lot of things. My, my sister was having a baby. I wasn't going to be here for my sister with my nephew, my first nephew, it was, I think it was a lot of things. And I was like, it's okay. Like I have to go back to Argentina. It's great what I've done here. Like my whole experience here is, has been amazing, mm -hmm. but I think it's a moment, you know, and, and I still cherish everything from London and my friends. I adore them completely and my work and everything. So I have the best memories, but it's also like listening to yourself and your body and knowing what you need to do. And not just pushing because you have to push because that is like, you know, accepting, you know, no, I feel bad. I feel sad. I feel I, I need my family or to go back home and just do it. You know, it's not the end of the world. And I, I just did that. But I remember my dad, he was like, no, you should stay in London. What are you going to do coming back here? No, no, stay in London. I'm like, no, I'm not okay in London. I'm yeah. not going to stay here if I'm not okay, you know, yeah. if I'm not happy. Yeah, I think that's so important. I think like you, you really listen to your body and understood like the lifestyle that you were living was really, really great for, for a long time. But then at one point yeah. it hit too much and you had to listen to what you really needed. And that didn't mean that the experience wasn't 
hundred percent positive because it had so much learning and so much growth and experience and happiness for you. But at the same time, it had reached kind of its close and you needed your family, you needed your home and, and you were okay with going back and came back different. And also completely different. I think that whole experience was like, I felt vulnerable for the first time. And uh, I felt like I was like drowning in water. You know, water is kind of like the element. We're going to speak of astrology afterwards, but water is kind of like uh, the element more about like, you know, vulnerability, sensitivity, crying, all of that. And I wasn't very connected with that element mm-hmm. um, with water and that sensitivity and vulnerability. So I was feeling like I was drowning at that time because I didn't have like a good relationship with that element. It was something that suddenly appeared from nowhere and I was drowning and I couldn't like come out of the water because it was yeah. too much water. Um, so I think that moment was like a, a big awakening. I was like, I need to kind of work on this, you know, on this side of me that I find very hard. Yeah, definitely. So tell us a little bit about how you ended up working on that and then how you made another huge switch to where you are now. Well, when I came back, it was just before the pandemic, November 2019. Mm-hmm. So when I came back, I was like, I'm just going to go to the farm for three months, disconnect. It was summer as well. Kind of be in the farm, be with my sister, be with my nephew, not really think about anything job related. Just to, like, just enjoy leaving the city and after working so much. And I just want to like relax for a bit. So I did that kind of three months. And then my plan was to go back to Buenos Aires and start working in production there. Like my plan was still to work in production. And when I came back to Buenos Aires, I went to a couple of interviews to like a big production company and then another school, a big acting school over there. And literally after two weeks of being there, the pandemic started and everything closed up. And more so like everything that was production or theater, like nothing, you couldn't even go to like leave the house to go to the street. So it was really hard because it was exactly like my area. So then uh, after that, I was like, I was, I remember being like at home, couldn't leave the house. That time being there, analyzing things uh, by myself uh, at the apartment in Buenos Aires. At this, also I was, I had moved into an apartment um, by myself. And when the pandemic started, I went back to live in my mother's apartment with my brother and be there, like, because it was a bigger apartment. My mother and my sister were in Uruguay. They were not in Argentina and Buenos Aires. So I was living with him there. And then I started like thinking about a lot of things. And I had a cousin of mine. I have a cousin of mine that she studied astrology. And I was always interested in astrology, just like in general, I felt very, um, my son is in Capricorn, so I'm a Capricorn, and I always felt very Capricorn. So I was like, everything I read about Capricorn, it's me 100%. So I've always felt like that. And I was just, I think, looking for answers, like different answers about things about my life. And so I started speaking with her a bit, and she started telling me a bit more about astrology. And I was like, I think I'm going to study this. So I started looking things up on it, on the internet. And I saw there was like a, a course online that you could do everything online, different videos. They had tests, um, notes and everything. And it was divided in four parts. And it was like, I don't know, 70 hours of videos. I was like, I'm going to do this because I'm here. I can't leave the house. You know, I'm going to study something new. Mm-hmm. Um, just like that. And I start, started studying and I was, it blew my mind. And I was like, this is, people should study this in school. Like it is such a great tool for life. You know, it's like therapy. <laughs> so I was like, I can't understand why people are not studying astrology. Like everyone should study this. And you can see it in people. When you have their charts, you start seeing certain dynamics in them that it's there in their charts. So so I started studying there. Then uh, at the same time, I was working with my friend that I used to work before in production in the musical theater uh, school that I was before. So I started working with her as well during that year. But it was really hard because we couldn't get together to rehearse. So it was everything on Zoom. And so it was very complicated. Mm-hmm. But astrology was something that I was really into. So yeah, so I started astrology. Then my grandparents both passed uh, passed away because of COVID. 
And that was kind of really hard on me. And mm. uh, also because I was the one that was kind of taking care of them in Buenos Aires because I had had COVID before. So it was like, and it was at the beginning, you know, of all the COVID. And uh, so I was really there, like kind of taking care of them and being there for them. I, I usually do that, you know, like I, I like taking care of other people. Mm. So, so I did that and it, it was quite a lot. And then I was like, I'm just going to go to the farm. I need to get away and I could travel to Uruguay because I have Uruguayan passport. So I came into Uruguay and I didn't really have any plans then to just stay here. It was just like, I'm going to go now there and like see at the same time, still studying astrology. And once I was here, it just said like, I'm just going to change my life. I'm just going to live here. Like, I don't know, it was a moment I had like a click and I was like, I don't, I don't want to do production like music or theater or anything like that. I just, I want to like do astrology. I want to do uh, work with the horses, be in contact with nature. This is like a paradise over here. Why would I go back to the city, to the cement? I don't know. It was just like a connection with nature as well. After so many years also being in the city, in city, city. Yeah. And my friends always laugh here from London to the farm, from London to the yeah. farm. I'm like, yes. And I just like, I don't know. I just felt it was the right decision for me. And there were so many like different options and opportunities here to do and explore. And this kind of also my farm, my grandparents' farm here has been, was kind of like, I don't know, abandoned in a sense that like no one was like really taking advantage of this space, you know? And so, yeah, just being close to my sister and being part of my nephew's life as well was very, very important for me. I love him. I think he is the person I love the most in the world, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, yes, I was like, I just, I'm just going to stay here (laughs) and figure out what I'm going to do here, but I'm going to stay here. Yeah. I mean, I think it's such a wonderful story, such has those really sad moments as well. And those really, really difficult moments as well. But I think it's, it's also really interesting to see how like you left London because there was so much of that really like city energy that was like putting you in this place that at one point you enjoyed, but then put you in this out of balance state and this sort of go, go, go and feeling left behind and feeling so on. And then you really ended up finding the exact opposite energy that you needed in your life. And you ended up kind of deciding to make that your, your priority and make family, like you had to leave to, to realize like you also needed to come back and make family and nature and slow living be more part of it. Slow living. And it's hard because I'm so fiery. So I like living very like nonstop kind of vibe and Mm -hmm. very like all the time doing things. It's kind of like what comes more natural to me. So it's harder for me to have patience. And like, for example, Today, I was working with the horses and starting to, I think you say it break in horses, yes. but it's like, I don't like that phrase. It's <laughs> like, so, and I was working with them and I realized everything with them is so much slower. So you have to do everything like not in a hurry. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like a learning thing for me because I'm very much like wanna, wanting to do everything <laughs> kind of fast. Yeah. And this is like slow and go speaking slow. And uh, there is a guy that comes here that he's working with the horses. I'm, I'm learning from him. He's kind of like, in a sense, doing this of breaking in the horses. Um, and But I'm working with him every time he comes and learning from him. And he has such a like, chill pace and, you know, everything it takes very long. You know, we're like three hours there with the horses. And I'm like, oh, my God. This yeah. takes so long. It's really hard for me. It's not something I find very easy. But today I was working with the horses like that and I felt great. And I was like, I'm, I'm learning mm-hmm. this, you know, this kind of pace, uh, which is great. Like I'm really enjoying it, but it is hard. I think it was also hard for a lot of people when I kind of made this decision, because also I think people have in their heads, friends and family, a certain idea of who I am, that that person is who I am as well. I think I am a lot of things and not just one thing, but that the idea of changing or like deciding something different or being like, ah, oh, you were in London doing great, being very successful or whatever successful in a certain way. I had also this idea of myself wanting to be like a big producer in London, doing yeah. shows, amazing. And I think other people had that same idea about me. And suddenly they being like, no, I want to live in the farm and work with horses and have a more like chill life and maybe not be the most successful professionally in the world, but be maybe the most successful 
personally as well and uh, with myself, you know, not just work. Work is not the only thing that is important in life, you know, I think. That's something I kind of realized in the last couple of years, you know, kind of like working other parts of myself that I had completely abandoned, you know, and that whole water part, being more vulnerable, being open to meeting new people, everything that I never had work with. And it's something that I'm learning to do as well. Yeah. Yeah. How do you listen to that part of you that wants to work on that, wants to work on that regardless of this other part of you that wanted to be the successful person and the, all the chatter that's coming from outside saying, we want you to be this person that we've always known you to be, which is successful, works hard, go in the city. How do you listen to that part of you that wanted to do the other stuff? I think I'm very, very sure of myself though. Like I'm very, like I have a personality that is not like, I don't, if somebody says something to me, I'm not going to be like, oh no, I'm going to do what you said. No, Mm -hmm. no. I think I just feel it. I, I, I realized when I, when I had that moment in London that I was like feeling like I was drowning in water when I had that very hard last year, the year uh, 2020, when my grandparents died and all of those things happened, I saw that part of me that had been kind of abandoned. And I was like, I need to work on this part of me, you know, like, and everything else will follow into place. You know, usually what we find the hardest to work on is where we have to put the most energy on that part, not on the things that come naturally to us. You know, we have to kind of work in the things that are harder for us to deal with. And I think that was where I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like the work thing is going to fall into place, you know, because that is something that comes naturally to me. Uh, I know I'm going to work. Capricorn is like work, 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 work. And so I know that it's going to fall into place. It's just about like finding this whole other part of me uh, and focusing on this other part of me. And also I think studying astrology helped me be more em- empathic with other people as well understanding we're not all the same you know mm. I used to think of someone that was like super emotional at the time was like get your shit together you know like what the fuck and I'm like now I've changed completely that kind of perception you know and mm. I think it's also because I've been you know, connecting more with my watery vulnerable side and I think that is uh, quite important and even though also I think about uh, reading charts and you know helping other people I have I I do see in myself because I have rising that is kind of an energy in my chart it's an energy that you have to kind of like incorporate and you come to learn in this life I have Pisces that is a watery sign very water and so I've always felt that people come to me and they want to tell me their stories or they they come for help or I'm very good at listening to other people and giving advice to other people. And I've always felt this in my whole life. And I don't even do anything. The people that I don't even know suddenly come to me and tell me their whole like really hard, uh, heavy hitting life. And it's like, and I'm like, wow, I can't believe it. Okay, tell me everything. And so that was like, also with astrology, it's like, I feel like that is something that's going to really help other people. Like I want to do something work-wise related that will also help other people. And also I feel like uh, working at the the school, the acting school, I was also very much like the mother of all of the kids there taking care of them, you know, being there for them, listening to the problems and things and helping them grow. So I've always had that in me. And yeah, I mean, I think you said so many things there that are really, really important. I think the first sort of thing is listening to those cues that come up. We all have them. And a lot of the time we shove them away. We say like, what is that? What is that depression? What is that anxiety? What is that health problem? And, and we kind of push it away and don't hear what it's trying to tell us. And sometimes it's telling us that we need to change something or that we need to look at something all the time. I think it's telling us something that's really, really important. And I also think that the what you said about doing the things that are harder rather than only yeah. choosing the easy stuff, I think is is so important because it can be tempting to just pick what can, what feels easy to you. But sometimes we have to work at that opposite energy so that we balance ourselves out. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to say something that is a kind of astrological as yes. well, but it's, we're, go- we're going I'm all into give, astrology. We're going, there. <laughs> we're going to astrology, but I'm going to say a bit of something that might be useful for, for people that I, I think is very useful, but there are four elements, no earth, mm. 
water, fire, and air. We all have those. We all have the four elements in ourselves. And we, but we have them in a balance. So maybe we have a lot of air, but we don't have a lot of water. Or maybe we have a lot of fire, but we don't have a lot of earth. Or maybe we have quite all of them quite like balanced mm -hmm. or not. You know, every chart is a different story. So I'm going to say a couple of things that are kind of things you have to work on if you have, I don't know, little earth. For example, if you don't have a lot of earth, you have to try and cook more, try and put your hands in the, to some gardening, you know, get in the dirt of your life, you know, uh, tidy around the house. Those things are kind of earthy. For example, if you don't have a lot of fire, you need to do more exercise, move around, you know, also say what you feel. Don't like bottle things up. Like if you feel angry or if you feel something, express it, uh, be fiery, you know. If you don't have a lot of water, then you have to try and connect more with your vulnerable side, you know, with what you're feeling, like uh, connect with the hurt feelings you are feeling in a certain moment, you know, cry, drink a lot of water, you know, actually drink a lot of water uh, and then cry a lot. I just, you know, connect with that. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> connect with that part of you, connect with that part of you. If you don't have a lot of air, then you have to do more like thinking things, for example, doing reading a lot or doing Excel, uh, studying something different, you know, doing more like logical things. So I think those kind of things, if you feel one of those four that I just said is something I really don't want to do that, I'm sure that is one of the ones you have to do, you know. <laughs> I love that is something you have to work on because if it's if you are like no I really don't want to do cooking or gardening or you know put my hands in in the dirt or anything like I'm sure that is something you have to then work on and like mm. it's actually what you have to do because it's not something that comes naturally for you you know for mm. example you say fiery I just said fiery you know say what you feel like you do exercise I love doing those things <laughs> so that is not something you have to work on you yeah. know so you have to like listen to the other things and see which element you feel maybe not that much connected with or, or that you find a bit harder and try to incorporate in your life it's good to try and do things like every day you know like uh, mm -hmm. different things from each element I think that's great to try and do every single day uh, consciously you know do it consciously I love that so much. I love that you brought that in. And that was the smoothest transition in the world because we are going to talk all about yeah. astrology now, but we just went right into it. And, and I think the practical tips is so, so true and so helpful. And yeah, I guess like I, I do want to speak just quickly to the the critics or the opposite end of the spectrum, the people who don't really understand or know or see the value, like as maybe a therapist, people are like, are you really like promoting astrology? Like it's so different than like a scientific way of thinking in some ways or what people perceive. And I guess what it, what's your response to that? Because for me, I will say before, I let you speak is that I, I welcome everything. I think it's so good to get lessons from so many different places. And so I loved, we spent a week together not so long ago and every, every day I was like, do anything, read my chart, Very tell much. me what I need. Oh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess, what do you say when people come with that, that sort of energy? I think a lot of people don't really know what astrology is. I think yeah. they just know their sun sign that is like, I'm a Capricorn, I'm a Sagittarius, whatever. You know, and what you read in a small like horoscope or something like that from your sun sign. But it's so much more than that. And it's also about thinking of us as part of the universe, you know, and about energies and all of us being connected, you know, to the earth and to other living things, you know. And I've seen it in people and I've seen I've seen their charts and I've seen in their life how it represents in their own life, for example, in myself. When I was in London, I realized before maybe being in London, but when something hurt me and I was sad, instead of getting sad, I would get angry. And I knew that and I, and I realized that was my way to react every single time somebody hurt me, I was angry. And then after some time went by and I was looking at my chart, I suddenly realized in my chart that I had my moon that is like kind of my, the planet that is more about like whenever you feel like sad or whatever, what you do to be contained. And it's kind of automatic, you know, it's a way of automatically like taking care of ourselves and containing ourselves and like being our own mother. And I had my moon in Aries that is like fire. So it's like the way to contain myself and take care of myself is getting angry towards other people, you know, and it's 
it's like mm-hmm. my way to react. Like it's a moon that is not very comfortable in that sign because moon is like, it's a, it's a water sign and mm-hmm. it's in a fire sign that I have mine. And I was like, just seeing that in myself, I was like, it made me realize a lot of things, you know? And I said, wow, okay. So now I understand this. And that with a lot of different things. First, I yeah. started looking at myself in my life, different things. Then for example, I don't know, in relationships, there is a planet, it's about relationships. That is Venus. And I had Venus with a lot of different planets all together, together, together. So I had Venus with Neptune, with Saturn, with Uranus, all together. That is like they're sleeping in the same bed. Mm -hmm. So they all want different things. And they're all sleeping in the same bed and all the time sleeping in the same bed. So it was like, I always felt uh, in, in relationships, different things. For once, I would watch a TV shows or something or a series and be like, oh, I love love. I'm in love with love. Look at this couple. And I would watch videos on YouTube of this couple when I was younger. Uh, like in love with love and idealizing love, not someone, but love. Mm-hmm. And that is more like Nep- Neptune that I have with my Venus that is kind of relationship with Neptune that is like idealizes all relationships but also I have Uranus that Uranus is a rebel the one that doesn't want the conventional thing the one that wants freedom that wants to be with a lot of people at the same time that wants to like do whatever they want that is also what wants my Venus you know so Mm -hmm. my Venus wants a lot of different things then I have Saturn that is more rigid and structured and wants something more serious. And all of those combined are living together with my Venus. So it's very hard in relationships for me because I want different things and I have everything together. And just realizing that helped me so much in my life. And just seeing that in your chart, and you can see it in everyone's chart, there's different things understanding why someone is has never been in a relationship why they find it hard every single time why they have a hard relationship with their dad or their mom or different things why people from a certain type of energy keep on coming into their lives you know that is because you have to live that energy somehow if you're not going to live it through your life with conscious Ness, you're going to live it through somebody else so there's going to come someone that's going to give you that energy Mm -hmm. and because you have to live it somehow and so those kind of things I think like first I saw it in myself in my chart uh, analyzing my chart and uh, I also got a reading I got two readings from from someone else because it's good to get it from someone else it's like being your therapist to yourself it's a bit (laughs) weird you need like a different view so so yeah so I did that and I think that that's that way I was like this is real because I started seeing it in my life and then I started seeing it in other people I started understanding more being more empathetic with others Mm -hmm. by reading their charts understanding more more my father understanding different people and I think that really really helped me with myself and with others you know relating to other people as well yeah I think that's so important I think whatever tool like you can use and this one seems like it's the tool for you for sure helps so much in in developing empathy for yourself your circumstance like understanding you don't have to live again like kind of the theme of the episode in the path that like society expects you to because we all have different paths and so by yeah getting to know your own sort of direction and feeling what's aligned with you. Um, it can provide a lot of alleviation and then use that as well with understanding other people in your life and having more empathy towards how they are because everybody is, although we are very connected, everybody is very different. Yeah. I loved your tips that you gave there with the the fire, water, earth, and air. What are some other sort of general astrology things? Right now, I think we're going through right now, universally speaking, with this whole pandemic and everything that has happened, it is kind of making us make a change, you know, and what's happening astrologically is the way that things were being done before the structure of life before has to change. Somehow Mm -hmm. it has to change. And within ourselves, it has to change as well. Something in ourselves has to change. It can be little, it can be big, it can be whatever. It can be change jobs, change the way I, in my relationship with my mom, change, uh, break up with uh, this person I'm seeing, something, change this value, this idea I had about life or whatever, change ideology, whatever, something has to change within ourselves in this whole process that we're living through right now. And the people that are having the hardest time 
are the people that are not willing to change and want to keep things as they were before the pandemic. And they're never going to go to back to as they were before the pandemic. It's going to be a new reality, a different reality. And the people that are going to have the best time in this whole new era that we're going into are the people that are willing to change and do something different, you know, and go from a more individualistic kind of uh, idea of yourself to a more uh, thinking about the community, about other people. That is kind of like we're going from the Capricorn kind of uh, era that is very about like me, me and what I want to do and just thinking about myself and, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe more, I don't know conservative kind of values in life and everything to Aquarius that is kind of like new ideas, different, revolutionary, breaking with the mold, you know, doing things in a different and a new way. And I think that is kind of like the path we're going to. And I think people should try and do it with like in a conscious way with their lives in any sense. Don't just flow with what life is bringing to you, you know, don't just say no to say no. If something is coming into your life also, it's because of something. You know, and kind of like think about it and be like, well, maybe I should try this. It's something different. I've never done it before, but maybe I should try it and see how I feel. And I think that is kind of like what I would say to people, uh, considering the kind of astrological sense of everything that's going on right now. I love that so much. It makes me so happy. I agree with everything. I'm literally like snapping away at my fingers. I think it's the best message ever. I think we all should take that to heart and really listen about what that means for you. And I really like the emphasis on how the individual changes that you make in your life or like receiving that energy, accepting the change within yourself actually affects the collective. Um, Yes, definitely. And I think that's like my whole thing. That's what I truly believe with like mental health, for example, like helping individuals, I think be happier helps the community be happier than helps the world. I I think it's all very connected. And so if we can all take what you just said to heart and look at how it's being presented to you in your life, then we'd all be in a better world. But yes. And also (laughs) right now we're going through a kind of transit that is about like Uranus and Pluto, that Pluto is the one of death and transformation. That is kind Mm -hmm. of like that planet. And Uranus is the rebel, the one that wants to do things different. And they are connected now by an aspect. They have been. And a lot of things have happened historically when they've been connected in transit because planets are moving all the time Mm. Uh, not just like your astral chart is like taking a photograph of how were the planets in the moment you were born Mm -hmm. but there's transit the planets are constantly moving and they are doing aspects like they have a lot of relationships between each other. And right now Uranus and Pluto are tense between each other. So they're kind of like hitting heads in a, in a sense. And when th- those two planets have hit heads in the past, past, there's been like historical moments like Black Lives Matter, the feminists, suffragettes, like a lot of very important changing civil rights movements. All of those things happened when those two planets were like in that kind of sense. So it's like, it's a great opportunity also ecological kind of like crisis and people moving to the streets and doing things, you know, expressing themselves. And I think we can use this for something good, you know, and like try and and think about like the world and what's better for the world and and for other people. And, you know, I just think we have to think more in community and not so much about me and like just looking at at myself and what I want. It's like what we all want and what's best for the planet and what's best for everyone. That is where it's going. And I think we have to also go in that same vibe, you know, and that same wave. just go with the flow of what is like presenting itself to us in life. And I just like believe in that 100%. Oh, me too. You're speaking my language. I love it so much. Okay. I think that's like a perfect place to end with. And I definitely want you to come back one day and do more astrology stuff because I'm sure everyone's going to eat this up. I always finish with a question. And my question for you today is what's something that you have in your life right now that in the past you've always wanted? So many things I have right now. I think just being calmer, living in nature, being with family, being with my, being in my nephew's life, having my nephew in my life. That is something that I didn't used to have and now I have. Just having all of that love to give and receiving that love also from him. Just like finding the simplicity and in, in also in things and loving the simplicity of life, you know, in everyday life. And before it was just, I wanted more and more and more and more. And I think less is more. I love it. Amazing. Beautiful answer.
Bueno, thank you so much. Thank you. I love this. <laughs>